Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And it is the new year, and we have not a new guest. <laughs> he is a returning guest. He's and new we've in been... presence, though. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so he's actually somebody we had earlier on on our episodes. Um, he has since then started a podcast that we have mentioned several times in the episode, and I hope everybody's already listening to it by this point. We have Jaime from the Race FF podcast. Oh, I thought it was Mr. Bitch's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, poor freaking Liam. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys for having me on. And uh, yeah, like, dude, you guys are always supporting my podcast. So, like, thank you for that. And yeah, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, you know, you've been supporting us. You Every time we go out to the track, you're always the wealth of knowledge that helped us really get Mm-hmm. into it correctly you know what i mean well at, at least i want to help you guys not make the same mistakes i did so yeah and that's appreciated for sure <laughs> <Not definitely. clears throat> yeah so the la- the first time we had you on it was before the podcast mm-hmm. we recorded remote we were all new to remote too so uh you know How's it feel? We got quality now that we got you in person this is gonna yeah. be so much nicer <laughs> yeah i mean obviously everybody's been stepping up their game um you guys have like the the quality has just keep, kept coming up and um like even uh we were talking about it earlier uh yeah. the guys from 91 octane has has just been like stepping it up so oh, leaps and bounds yeah leaps and so, bounds yeah yeah and we ha- <laughs> we tried to have them on earlier i guess last year now and uh our scheduling just wasn't working out but we're gonna Make another attempt. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, not going to get used to that scene last year. Yeah, it's wild. So in in the last year, um, what has been like kind of the biggest uh, growing things uh, for you guys, just podcast wise? I would say social media presence, in my opinion. You know, I think it's more becoming aware of our shortcomings for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, obviously, you know. We, we see what's going on. We try to we try to learn and get better and try to improve any way we could, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this last year we did a really good look at ourselves to find where our shortcomings were for sure. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we'll be able to correct all of them <laughs> is another story. but yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Just think of it as everything as a work in progress. Yeah. 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 And, and it's a passion project. If we're not enjoying it, then why are we doing it kind of mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, definitely. And, and you you've done a big growth yourself i mean just with starting the podcast itself and it's you've done some leaps and bounds of your own just getting this started yeah it's been like weird uh the amount of support that i've gotten from like the road racing community and just like the like honda road race community especially socal like it's wild and like the messages that i get every once in a while it's like oh shit people are listening and like important people from like overseas and whatnot so that's always like a trip to me to to know that like my little rinky dink uh podcast out of my e g is getting people <laughs> to listen to and really quick, in case uh nobody took our advice of listening to your podcast before, what does your podcast cover specifically? what is the race f f podcast so the race f f podcast is essentially kind of like a build journal of like me going from 
essentially an HPDE or time trial person, which is what I think kind of encompasses a lot of people that road race into now a wheel to wheel competition and what I get right, what I get wrong, my ideas of what I think would be uh, competitive, what won't be competitive. And um, just being like frank and honest where if something that I do that doesn't work out or I suck at, I I just want to be like completely transparent with it so people can figure out whether or not that's something they want to do or not. Yeah, the highs and the lows, Mm -hmm. definitely. And Mm -hmm. beyond that, you also have a plethora of interesting guests in the world. I have been so lucky, and shout out to Instagram for helping me out with that, because <laughs> Instagram Messenger is literally how I get like ninety nine percent of my guests. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, um, so like from Ryan Eversley to the guys from uh, Garage Heroes and Training, like a lot of that has just been straight through Instagram. So social media is good for some things, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? It's it's honestly really how you discover a lot of that other stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. just like those little networks start piecing everything together, you know? And I, I've recently started listening to Garage Heroes and Training and Slip mm-hmm. Angle. And, dude, I didn't know about them before. Mm-hmm. I had no idea until, you know, you guys started having them on. And I was like, oh, cool. There's more. We're growing, you know? We're seeing grow. We're finding new new podcasts and new people and new content from different perspectives. Yeah, especially, like, hearing the stories from, like, the East Coast people and the Midwest people, just, like, the level of dedication they have mm-hmm. to go to the track because, I mean, it's kind of like a tired thing that I talk about in my podcast, how spoiled <laughs> we are. And, I mean, even coming out here to visit you guys, like, it's a drive, and I'm like, damn. Like, this is a normal thing for most of the guys in midwest and east coast it's a normal thing for me for tracking right now (laughs) (laughs) but chuck walla how how far is chuck walla from here you know i'm not really sure i think at least still two hours i looked it up last time but i forgot honestly yeah i think it's still at least two hours from here yeah because i mean you guys are pretty close i think we're the last civilization before chuck walla yeah (laughs) because i know like uh the type r Mm-hmm. The Type R page I used to be on when I had it. Yep, two hours. Two hours, yeah. Um, they would use this area as like a meetup spot or a staging spot before yeah, yeah. making the last leg to Chuckwalla. Yeah, or they'd have you know breakfast or dinner here after Chuckwalla stuff like that. Yeah, it makes sense because like from what I've heard from people who go to Chuckwalla, the closest um, actual like civilization to get gas and stuff like that is like an hour away. Okay, yeah. So. You guys being two hours away, that's just like you're Pretty the midway. around there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's wild. And then for you, it's four hours, I would assume. I think I've done like the calculations of like three and a half hours or something. I don't know what route they wanted me to take or something. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, there's probably like a faster route that makes it three and a half. The faster route is just going above the steepy limit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although on my way over here, I was like looking on the side of the road and just seeing like all the hidden uh, explorers and uh, co- cop cars pulling people <laughs> over. I'm like, oh, not today, Satan. So what was the main route for you coming over here? Um, Since I live in Santa Clarita, um, I took the 210 and then it told me to take the 57 to the 60. And then pretty much that all yeah, the way through. Yeah. yeah. So, when we had a toe on, mm-hmm. uh, she made a comment that um, the 
the roads here have higher speed limits. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Like the the what was it the Ramona? Ramona yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, I think it's, it's like what is it sixty? Yeah, sixty-five. I was just like, holy shit! And then when I was getting ready to make the left, uh, like from that little backwoods road or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then making it into Ramona, I'm like, dude, I'm going like fast. Like people need to stop to <laughs> make this left turn. turn. Like, damn, this is like uh, I have to like rev match and break and look into my corner. I'm like, all right, got to set up for this. <laughs> yeah, no, the the roads here have higher speed limits. Yeah, for who knows how long. I feel as because the city's been growing quite a bit. Yeah, more and more housing that they're building. Like I feel they are eventually gonna, you know, start lowering those down a little bit, but. Uh, I mean, like for Ramona Expressway through the farms, I doubt they're going to change. Yeah, I mean, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but through the main city here, it's still like 55 even. Well, I mean, where where I'm at uh, in Santa Clarita, we have like really big roads in the sense that there's like four or five lane roads. And like the speed limit over there is like 50 miles an hour. So I imagine that on some of the bigger roads, it, it would stay around that. Speed limit. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. And the majority of the, the Van Buren is also 50. Yeah, well, Van Buren's weird because it's almost like a little mini freeway. It is. It <laughs> is. <laughs> it's like it's its own little entity in itself. But especially for you now that you're, hopefully for this year, you'll be uh, doing some towing. It's The roads are really big and wide, so it's really good for oh, somebody who's towing. Everybody here tows. Yeah. I was the weird one for not having a truck already <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Everybody here tows. Everybody here has toys, mostly off-road toys. Mm -hmm. So, like, where you came from, there was you probably passed, like, 15 pull-off areas. Oh, yeah. Where they just do dirt biking, quads, sand rails, whatever, you know? Yeah, it makes sense. So, everybody here has toys and toes or boats or something, you know? Mm -hmm. But anyways, back to the Race SF pod. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can do these tangents all day, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so... With the new year coming, what are what are your goals coming into the new year? Uh, I mean, new year, <laughs> the well, the goal has always been to just make something that's interesting, and uh, of course, I'm always nervous with new episodes because I'm like, what am I going to talk about? And like, looking more than a month uh, ahead, I'm just like, Fuck, I hope it stays interesting. Like, I, I hope it doesn't fall off. But yeah, I mean. Um, the goal is probably just to continue doing what I do, uh, well and having, uh, conversations with interesting people and maybe growing a little bit more on just doing the podcast by myself, thinking of doing segments and stuff like that. But up until now, I'm just kind of playing by ear, seeing what the audience likes and trying to do more of what they like. Very cool. And that it's good that you're always thinking about the audience. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Just... Always keep in mind, if you're not having fun, don't do it. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. For sure. But it seems like you've been having a lot of interesting people on, and mm -hmm. they always sound fun and they're entertaining. I, I've listened to everyone. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, like, I mean, I've been very lucky to have the people that I've had on, and a lot of them tend to be, of course, like Honda Challenge drivers and that that kind of uh, vein of, um, or, or that kind of um, hobbyist uh, group. But it's just because that's the people who I know. And, like, recently I've started to reach out to some people who aren't necessarily related to, like, NASA and whatnot. And, yeah, they're, they're at least the people that I've gotten uh, a hold of, they've been great. That's awesome. Now, the cars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
they'll remember you more for the cars than they do you anyways. Yeah. So you have the... 93 Civic EG. Yes. I was actually going to start with your other one first. Okay. Because that was kind of your... Uh, the, that was the first That was one. your development car, really, yeah. right? That was the one that kind of like got you your license, got you to where you're ready to start racing. Yeah, that was the 2009 Honda Civic SI. It's been spoiled because that got like all the best parts. But <laughs> like now it's getting a little bit more neglected because now the race car needs more parts and stuff that it needs to meet like safety requirements. So yeah, this one gets a little bit more neglected now. But yeah, no, that, that's been a stout um, car, I think, for... NASA Time Trial 6 is a good platform for it. Um, of course, it, like most of my cars, they're all underbuilt for the class that they are in. But um, I think it can do pretty well. Um, right now at Button Willow 13 clockwise, it's running a 207. I'm hoping to get it down to like maybe a 204, 203, ideally, is where I, I think it could be at. Um, but we'll we'll see. I got new tires, so we'll we'll see. Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's the car that uh, I think is super relatable to most people, mm-hmm. and even especially our listeners here on the podcast, because a lot of our listeners, you know, we have a we have our niche community, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we have our weeb car guys. Yeah. Now, a smaller portion of our niche community are guys that go out to the track, and then another percentage that are maybe track curious, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love, love your Silver Civic because of the fact that it is a comfortable, reliable mm-hmm. street car. Yeah, and I mean, if you really look at what I've done with it, it's not anything that you wouldn't see like at a at a normal meet. Like even if the, like you said, your uh, core group of people buy an 008 Civic Si or Ace Gen one, um, and they just want to put like the whole uh, Itasha, like, scheme on it most of them are going to want to do like wheels uh coilovers and like a big brake kit just for like the style points of it and that's essentially what i have on my car so it's a simple build it's nothing crazy yeah and it's been reliable enough for you to consistently track all year round yeah and i mean that's the like key thing with um track driving is consistency and just being out there and getting the seat time yeah so you know, we've said it before, if you guys go and you listen to the Race FF pod uh, with Jaime, and he kind of goes through a lot of that stuff to really explain to everybody that you don't need to, you know, kind of spend an arm and a leg to go out and race. Yeah, because, I mean, we want more people out there, and the sport's only going to continue to be um, cost-effective if we have more people out there, more people buying more tires, buying more brakes, and giving these manufacturers a market to sell to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, with that same mindset, you decided on your race car. Yeah, a uh, 93 Civic SI. And unlike the rest of the field in H4 for Honda Challenge, which is like a limited prep uh, series, so intake headers and exhaust is kind of like most of what you're allowed to do. And then... Um, simple swaps like a b18 into a eg or dc chassis and um like minimum weights that you have to run with and i chose the one running the d series because it could run a little bit lighter and yeah it's been kind of a mad dash to get it to the button willow event uh last year 
that was kind of like hard um but hopefully this year i can refine it a little bit um there's a couple tire changes that i'm going to be doing and set up changes to figure out what the car uh, likes and then hopefully i can not be last place (laughs) (laughs) but even your episodes on building the car and getting it ready like those were super super interesting you talked about the highs the lows oh yeah the the sourcing out parts and kind of like debating you know where to put your money on what kind of thing yeah i mean look i would love to get arrow on the car that would be sick um i think it's awesome um i would love to do like all kinds of things to it but i got a budget so (laughs) (laughs) yeah we all do honestly yeah no i hear you dude like you know i sold my type r earlier Mm -hmm. last year and i bought my cletus the slack jog yokel truck (laughs) Mm -hmm. and everybody took a shit on you well new motor now there you go (laughs) it's all new it's ready to go now Mm -hmm. so i'm going in it pretty much with the same sense yeah um i'm further away from the track from you so i'm a bit hesitant to buy one to drive out there like you do (laughs) yeah no it's hard it's definitely not an easy thing i think in socal we're kind of spoiled in that sense that most people drive their track cars to the track at the hpd level obviously but um yeah like it's it's definitely a huge commitment um to drive your track car out to the track because if something breaks or whatnot that's your ride home yeah that's literally your ride home well the closest track to you is uh big willow yeah, that's about 55 minutes from me. That's pretty freaking close. <laughs> yeah, like we'll we'll just not get a hotel and just drive back for the night. Yeah. And just be like, no, save money on that. So, yeah, it's me and my fiance who both drive the car. So it's also figuring out, like, what's the best setup for both of us that both can, uh, like, handle. Yeah, yeah. Well. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's for, so for me, it's kind of like I'm – much further away (laughs) no you definitely need to have a reliable tow rig and yeah but i'm still in the same mindset of you are and kind of pulling a little bit of inspiration from you as Mm -hmm. far as like my track goals for this year are mostly revolving around the budget (laughs) yeah you have to make it uh budget oriented because at the end of the day if you're spending too much money you're going to get more frustrated when you don't have the results you want on the on the day that you go out yeah, and we don't want to see people declaring blank or bankrupt bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, well, it it also like burns you out in terms of like if you're constantly just pouring money into a project and constantly showing up, and then it's like, oh, you only did like one session because you broke, or you did a yeah. uh, two session, you you or didn't it, go out. Hey, the budget was too high, and you only did three track days the whole year. Yeah, like that's what I'm trying to avoid. That's why. I'm, I want to pull inspiration from you and, and kind of the things that you've preached and kind of want, I want to get seat time now. Yeah. Like, I'm doing whatever I could to bring budget, you know, to free up money in the, in my budget so we can go out racing more. Yeah. And I'm definitely towing the car out there is definitely going to be more conducive for you to not have that stress of, oh, is the car going to be good or bad? Or like, what kind of tires can I run? No, yeah. Instead of having like, to switch out sets you have one set and then that's your set yeah yeah so that is definitely some inspiration i pulled from you over the mm-hmm. couple of years now i guess <laughs> yeah it's been a while huh yeah it, it, 
when I think about it, I'm again, I'm like, oh shoot, that's right. It has been a couple of years. Yeah, because for some reason, I feel like it's like, oh yeah, we just met like a year ago, and I'm like, no, I met you before I started the podcast. <laughs> the podcast started last year in February, so correct. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big growth there. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we got Manny out to the track, which was like something we were trying to get yes, to happen. You know, I talked about it in my last episode. That was my favorite episode because of the experience. Like I, I loved being out mm-hmm. there with friends at the track. Yeah. And I mean, that's like something that I'm kind of missing a little bit now that I'm going to be uh, racing is that I won't be able to do the instructing because like that was a pretty frustrating day for me at the track. It's usually, like, I know my cars aren't as prepared to the rules as everybody else's, and partially it's due to budget, and it's also due to the fact that I don't have the skills to, like, get everything set up the way that I would like to have it set up. And that was the first time I was out at an event and got outdriven by everybody. Like, I was the slowest car in the entire field and that was like super frustrating just to get walked by everybody yeah yeah but in that sense you're almost restarting as you're the novice in the field now again though yeah i mean especially for like auto club it's a horsepower track and i mean you guys have felt it like being out there it's it's a very intimidating track and if you don't have the power on the front straight you're just gonna get walked all the time and if it wasn't for you guys being out there, like it would have been a really shitty track day versus having all of you guys out there. I was just like, well, you know, I got to help Randy. I got to help you guys um, just to have a better time out there. And that like saved the weekend for me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, I know you've mentioned it a couple times on the, on your podcast. We got to troll in the wagon. Oh dude, <laughs> that was so fun. I remember when he told me about that. <laughs> there was a, I forget, was it a GT2 Porsche that was like... Oh, we passed him on the bank. Yeah, because he was <laughs> like... So at Auto Club, you have the front straight, and then there's the bank. And the bank, it can be pretty intimidating. It is intimidating. Uh, when you're first coming in there. And I mean, mind you, obviously it's not like no, an it's amazing driver. It's a novice run drive. group. Yeah. It just so happens that... There was a GT2 there. and There was a GT2 there, and he was obviously a newer driver. Yeah. And in all honesty, Auto Club is where I'm most comfortable at yeah. because of I just happen to be at that track more often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just super, super funny to have you in this seat super hyped up, and we're, like, <laughs> creeping up on this Porsche on the bank going 120, I think we're, like, 120, 120-something on the bank in this yeah. wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing scooted, man. It, it was good. I, I think the the pass on that Mustang in our group was probably the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was crying, laughing when we passed. And I, you want I, to explain the setup for that? So it was like I don't know the Mustang chassis, but it, it was, was a fairly a, new it was one. Nineteen seven. It was a nineteen seven Coyote. So I had told you because there's this set. Uh, like the back section right before the front straight, that if you time it and over slow on a car that you know you can keep more pace through there, you can swing out a lot faster than uh, the car if it's like a high horsepower car. It's 
more of the technical sections they're they're just going to be going slower so i remember i told you over break for this section and just let him get ahead of us because he he was just fast enough that we couldn't get him on the straights and couldn't overtake but we were on him on the corners yeah well, he soon, slowed us down significantly yeah. on the corners <clears throat> and it wasn't until like the corner exit we would see him just like take us to gapleby so i remember we're we're like all right all right this one we, we we we've got this i had a good idea of like what his pace would be through that section and i knew the gap that we had and when we rolled through there i mean dude that jump at the end <laughs> <laughs> if it had stiffer suspension i think we would have for sure i don't even know we might have gotten off the ground yeah for sure because uh so like when you go on to the bank there's a nice blend line. Yeah. Well, that's a straight, not the bank, right? Well, going because the entire straight is banked. Oh, true, true. So when you come up to it, there's like this certain area where you're supposed to go through. I've never gone the way we went. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, go wide, go wide. All right, flat out. And we went and I'm like, oh, wow, this is a little bit more of a, a ramp feeling than anything else. And when we got in there, I, I swear we bottomed out the suspension. I did, I, no, I I'm not, pretty sure we did. I did not like that jump, honestly. The little bump right there. Oh, I hope you weren't going that wide, Manny. <laughs> oh, if you <laughs> went that wide. Off. That was yeah, way, way The car off. would have probably like lost control. Like It was really bad. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. We went through that, and both of us were like waiting for the airbags to like deploy from the <laughs> It was just like, boom. I'm yeah, like, oh. that, that is not a route you probably would have taken. Your instructor would have been pissed at you. <laughs> I mean, I would still feel it, but he was like, okay, just keep going. Just oh, keep it's going. rough. No, there's, it's a oh, rough the transition, transition for yeah. sure. It's like, it's just where we were at was extra wide. Oh, so it, okay. it hit really hard. So like, imagine when you were going in and like, if you were like merging into that area, now imagine four car lengths out to the side. Okay. <laughs> swinging out. Because we were, I was trying to get Tony uh, coming out of the corner as fast as possible. So we went as wide as possible so that we could carry um, like the most MPH. So that we, when we came up on that Mustang, it was like already a done deal. And then he gave us the point by that one. <laughs> it was like, oh snap, he's passing already. Yeah, that was that was fun. That, that was, was a highlight. Really that was a highlight. And, and that's kind of the things that hooked me. Not okay, I should really explain. Not the event or a little scenario specifically, but just going out to the track days mm -hmm. with friends, talking about it, you know, just being all there together, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's that what was, makes it so much more fun and so much more addicting. Yeah, and that was a packed event for like the group of friends that we have here. Because you yeah, had, we, got, we had everybody that yeah, day. everybody was there. Randy was there. Finally, Randy was there. Uh, we had Manny there. I mean, we had uh, Mr. Bitches there as well. <laughs> oh, that's right, he was there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just had the whole crew there. Now it was so so much fun. Hopefully, maybe one day we can get closer where everybody's in the same run groups. <laughs> yeah, but it yeah. was so much fun for sure. So now that you mentioned run groups. Um, is time trials pretty much where you're planning to try to move into? I think for right now, yes. Okay. I think for right now, it'll be time trials. <clears throat> um, the plans I have for race car stuff coming up on the new year is more for me to grow as a driver than it is mm. a set in stone permanent 
car kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like I just want to be able to get out, grow as a driver, get my seat time in as budget-oriented as possible, mm-hmm. and from there explore where I want to be at if I want to go wheel-to-wheel and where I want to go wheel-to-wheel with. Okay, cool. So it's I'm, uh, I'm doing the, the eat, race, love. Oh, <laughs> so you're just testing the waters to I'm see testing like when, the waters yeah. to see where it is that I want to be. I know that I want to continue doing it. I think at this point I'm hooked enough to where it's like I want to be out there regardless. Mm-hmm. But as far as like specifically where I want to comp at, if I even want to comp or wheel to wheel, I think this is going to be the year I figure that out. OK, so now that we have you settled up, what about Manny? I mean, like I told Tony in the past episodes, I mean, I would like to try more and everything, like, just to, like, get my feet wet, like, mm-hmm. and just do it, try to do more, but, like, time constraints are always a big issue for me. Yeah, I mean, your work schedule really doesn't lend itself to that. And it doesn't, and the, sh- the labor shortage doesn't help even, even yeah. more either. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, I want to I wanna try more to see. Because Sundays are usually the better day for you to go to do a, a track event, right? Yes. But if it's just like, like if it's like button wheel and stuff, like yeah, that's a big commitment. It's a long drive for one day. Yeah, <laughs> drive, drive more, and then drive back. No, I, I feel you, man, and that's one of the reasons why I still haven't done uh, Chuck Walla because it's like a, it's still a drive for me. Like after yeah. I'm done with that, then I have to drive back. It's oh, yeah, it's rough because I try to work on the Monday after so. True. Yeah. Yeah, that is very true. Well, I mean, I think that's still one track I want to go to. It looks pretty fun. Yeah, and I mean, it's closer for you guys, I think. Um, You know, I, if it's two hours from here, I think it takes me maybe two, maybe two and a half to Big Willow. Okay. So it's not that, that bad. Okay. The far one for me, unfortunately, is Button Willow. It's Button Willow, yeah. Yeah, that's the far one for me, because that one I think is like four yeah (laughs) and that's like literally my favorite track you know the one day that i did get to go there it did look it was very fun i can see why so many people love the track and i only tried one configuration yeah and we were going i think it was a 24a or something like that i think it was 25 and did we do the a section It was with the a section yeah so 25 uh counterclockwise because i remember when we were breaking into Phil Hill, we would hear like a little bit of your coils buying. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yes, that's how I want you to break. Like, <laughs> I want, yeah. I want to feel that like <laughs> push in there. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely like a little bit more difficult for Manny to go out there because it's not only do you have like just a time constraint, but uh, a Mustang like yours is kind of an intimidating car to learn the track out with. Yeah. It is hard. There's been times where I did mention to Tony where if I do want to, like, get more into it, I'll probably just buy something a little bit more low horsepower so I can actually learn more properly, honestly. We can build a Lemons car. You go. I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh. retire that Crown Vic. We can build the <laughs> Lemons car out of it. <laughs> I mean, at the most recent track event that I went to, we did a, a Lemons race, and there was a, a, a Crown Vic out there oh, i was hoping you say you go they're 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 <laughs> cheap throwaway cars yeah they they actually made it look like the uh queen victoria or something like that they call it the queen victoria <laughs> <laughs> love it perfect segue also you recently did a 24 hours of lemons 
Yeah, that was super intense, and I couldn't have done it without uh, my buddy Calvin, John Ziegler, and uh, Jason, and of course my fiance, all of us. It was a big team effort, but definitely Calvin in terms of the mechanical um, work that he did is just like so much stuff. They built the cage. They built a lot of the stuff. So yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot of work. <laughs> and um, you don't have to get in too much detail. I think if it, people want to hear the story, they should listen to it on Race FF. But you mm-hmm. guys did win a prize from that. Yeah, we got a heroic fix um, because the first day the engine blew um, and our buddy uh, John, he was the one that pushed us and said, all right, everybody get on offer up Facebook marketplace. Let's <laughs> see who has the Corolla. If we need to buy the Corolla and just drive it over here and swap the engine out, like, I don't care. Like, we're we're not done. And we found a local junkyard and we're able to pull the engine in like 30 something minutes and get it out. Cause I think we got to that junkyard like at three o'clock and they closed at five and like, it wasn't like a typical junkyard where it's like kind of a giant uh, rectangular junkyard. Like this one was kind of more like, um, how could I describe it? Kind of like, um, you know, like the thought bubbles, where it's like a little entryway and then it goes wide. Okay, yeah. So it was like a little entryway where there was like, I don't know, like 10 or 15 cars or like five or six rows. And then it, you have to walk like this extra area and then it opens up and it was all gravel. So it was a pain to draw, walk around in. And yeah, we were able to figure it out. And oh man, it was such a pain because they, they only had two cherry pickers. Ooh. And no wheelbarrows. So we were thinking of just like <laughs> grabbing that. And it was like a good distance. I think it was probably like a quarter mile at least from the register to where the engine was. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, we were able to get it. We got the wrong engine. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, apparently in that generation of Corolla that we got, there's a VVTI engine and non-VVTI. And they look similar. Only one has a distributor. The other has a coil pack system yeah so we ended up having to swap out the vbti cam to the non-vbti engine and then uh the reluctor wheel had to be um swapped over from the uh, vbti engine to the non-vbti uh engine so that we could uh have it all in time because when we went to crank it it wasn't cranking Mm -hmm. (laughs) but We got it together, uh, took the green flag the next day, and that freaking junkyard engine, 99 laps. Everybody went out there. Yeah, it was was shocking. I I was stunned uh, that it lasted that long, and everybody was mean to it that last day because everyone was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we worked so hard on you, you're going to die here. (laughs) That yeah, that is definitely some determination for yeah. sure. But yeah, we ended up getting that award, and we all pretty much gave it to the buddy Calvin because he was the guy that kind of did yeah, most of the mechanics. He headstrong did. Yeah, so it, it was just like a trip because right there um, at the like podium there was uh, all the other winners, and it was uh, Randy Pope's there. So he was like, "Oh man, what car did you guys drive?" And we're like, "Oh, the shitty Corolla." And 
It's like, oh, yeah, I saw you guys out there. That was really good. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you. I watch all your videos. That's so, so cool. Yeah, That's that was so pretty cool. dope. And uh, the name <laughs> of your car. Oh, Initial Dingus. So we did oh, it. <laughs> so we did an homage to Initial D, and it's perfect for uh, this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that that was pretty dope. Like we, um, I mean, it is a Corolla. So. It is a Corolla, and we did the Koki bumpers. I think it's called the old school style, where where the where like the paint comes in, and like I think it's the quarters of the bumper are only painted white, and the rest is uh, painted black. So it was period correct. All right, full panda, <laughs> full panda. <laughs> we'll we'll see later on the listeners because they might they might correct us on that later on. Oh, uh, the the guys that uh did the paint job like they're all Corolla guys, they're all Toyota people, so they they knew about which one was the Koki one and Zenki one. So I was just like, <laughs> all right, whatever. And then our buddy um uh, Ziegler has a vinyl cutter, and he uh, we instead of putting. Fujiwara tofu shop on the side. We put oh big shit. Big shit. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a guy out there. Um, he posted it. I don't I don't know if we still have the video, but he was using that Google Translate thing where oh, you no. go up <laughs> and as he's passing by our thing, it, it like translates the image and it's like big shit. <laughs> <laughs> Should have said I eat ass. <laughs> I eat ass. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that that was uh that was pretty dope. The car, you know, we got it from an eBay auction. I think it was the one that I've been sending you for like your tow rig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, options and um you know, we got it from there. Um we got $120 coilovers from Max Speeding Rods. We lowballed the shit out of somebody <laughs> selling them on eBay. <laughs> we didn't pay for shipping because it was local to Burbank, so we picked them up from there. And it handled pretty well on the Falcon uh, 615s. So, like, the older type. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were running 14s on it. And it it handled well. You know, I was upsetting some people in, like, Mustangs on the carousel on the outside. I would try and pass them on the outside, and they'd be like, what the fuck is that pile of shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That yeah. is awesome. That looked That sounded like so, so much fun. It was when it was fun, and it sucked when it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we were struggling with comms the whole time. Like, we didn't have any communication. I even pitted because of not being used to my race suit because it had, like, orange uh, accents on the sleeves. So at a certain angle, the light would reflect on a white car, and I would see on the roof... As I'm driving, just an orange flash. And I'm like, is that a fire? Am I on fire? (laughs) And that's when I realized, wait, did I pull the safety pin off of a fire suppression system? I'm like, I don't think I did. I'm like, oh, shit. Paranoia is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm like feeling like with my hand, like off to the side. I'm like, well, if there's a fire, it's front wheel drive. It's got to be coming from the exhaust. And I couldn't feel any heat. And I'm like, what the hell? So I came in and then I realized that it would only happen at a certain angle because the light yeah. was reflecting from my shoulder. Please, please tell me when you pit it in, you just yelled out, am I on fire? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my buddy Calvin had like a whole Ricky Bobby freaking uh, scene <laughs> tied up to that one on the YouTube video. So that was, that was perfect. Praise Dale. <laughs> Praise Dale. Oh, man. That is great. Yeah, it sounded like a lot of fun. I'm sure there's definitely some... 
learning experiences from it, right? Yeah, definitely. So definitely. are you able to reuse that same car again and again? Yeah. Yeah? It's ready to go. The thing's ready okay. to rock. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It still has the blown engine in the trunk. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Just in case you need some extra parts. Yeah. You might as well at this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything salvageable on it because when we took the oil pan off, um, we were thinking maybe it spun a rod bearing and that's why it was bad. But when we dropped the oil pan, uh, cylinder number one's uh, rod came down with it. So <laughs> we're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know how much is salvageable either now. <laughs> no. Maybe the head, but I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe maybe the head. Intake manifold, you got any cracks? Oh, maybe? no, we reused the intake manifold. Uh, oh, there the, you go, yeah. Yeah, we, we reused almost everything, uh, like, connected to the mm-hmm. engine outside of the, like... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Ever since uh, you guys did that, I was kind of poking at my wife, like, hey, so what if I... Turn the Crown Vic into a race car. And she just kind of rolls her eyes at me like, another one? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the hardest part is doing the um, roll cage and safety and stuff like that. Because actually, Lemons is pretty strict on the size and um, requirements for the fire suppression system. Okay. I mean, I I feel like Lemons is a is a racing series you would want to be kind of strict. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, hey, bring your... Shit piles. Yeah, bring your shit piles and race it. So I yeah. kind of feel like they should be a little bit cautious with the safety. Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've driven some shit piles that probably wouldn't pass any kind of tech inspection <laughs> for an HPD. <laughs> yeah. Only at Grange. <laughs> oh boy just as long as you don't take out the wall and then get charged for that yeah yeah or a light post <laughs> or a light post oh that's sad definitely yeah that's super fun and so how would you equate that to uh i guess helping you as a driver or just good fun well i mean it's both because so like at the track we had about 150 teams out wow so for everybody who complains about, oh, man, there's like 20 people out on track, like we can't pass or whatever. Well, I think we had 30 cars at one point on the drift track yesterday. Yeah, so that's that's a lot. That's a lot for I mean, range. granted, it's a small track. So yeah, once yeah, they got small to track. That's why it's like, yeah. fuck. So they actually had the cars line up at the where the entrance is for in and okay. out. And then they were just like, okay, go. Okay, yeah, stop. A couple go. seconds, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, so, but still, like, 150 uh, cars out there, and it was open passing, so everybody was, like, really cautious, because even if you got close to, like, one car, you realize that that's not always going to be the same driver, and then, you know, the way the car drives after that. And I believe you don't need a race license for it, right? You need a driver's license, that's it. (laughs) So, Manny, you're in. You're in. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, and I think that's what brings it super, super unique. Yeah, well, I, I think the barrier of entry for the driver is really low. Obviously, the cost is kind of high. So if I get a commercial license, I can race a semi. God. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's a limit on uh, weight. So, Tony, don't be talking shit on me right now. <laughs> I'll bring my tractor if I have to. There were some really slow cars out there. So there was this uh, Porsche 996. 
Okay. Like a 2000 something. Um, and the way that they got it to the price was that um, they sold the engine, I, I believe. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> and they bought a Volkswagen Beetle engine. So, like, on the straight, the oh, thing man. had, like, maybe 50 horsepower at tops. That and, is wondrous. <laughs> and, like, on the straightaway, we would just blow past that thing. So, how do they do it with the price? So, what is, like, the price max min kind of thing? So the idea is that you're supposed to get a car that's worth five hundred dollars. And does that include mods as well, or just the car loan with the per- for the purchase? Car with the mods, but if the mods are for safety, then safety is unlimited. Oh, so okay. harnesses, brakes, tires are unlimited. So you could be running the Yokos, you could be running uh, yeah. any any tire that's like a two hundred treadwear or higher. Obviously, if you want to go out there with, like, a race car and drive that one, you can do that, but you'll have penalties. Got it's it. not like they're going to say, oh, you can't drive it. As long as it's, like, a safe. So that doesn't really uh, adhere to the $500 kind of thing. Yeah, because the people who run in, like, there's three different classes, class A, B, and C. A is the going to win class. B is going to be the kind of finish class in the three um Class C is uh, not going to make it. So <laughs> they put it at the not going to make it class. And that's where we were trying to get in there because we like weren't sure. Go. <laughs> Sounds, like go. Sounds like any car that hasn't been tested. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because I know you guys mentioned that you didn't even drive the car, really. I mean, we drove it up and down uh, the guy's street, but that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, we had, like, no settings. We had uh, the brake pads that... I think we're going to be good. Some Ray Bestos, but outside of that, yeah, no testing. That's wild. That's fun. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, it, it all sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah. So that is, so upcoming with this year, you have your wheel to wheel. You are no longer instructing. I sh- When I'm doing wheel to wheel, I will not be instructing, but I think I'm going to go uh, for the January event and just instruct. Because okay. there's going to be awards, so I want to get my participation trophy. <laughs> and um, since I'm going to be there already, like I'll I'll go and instruct and see if I could help with the new Toyota program that NASA's doing. So the BRZs, FRS thing. Um, yeah, they're getting a membership like they did with the Supra, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Supras are still uh, valid there. So if you buy a new Supra or GT86, you get a free track day with NASA. Yeah. So do you and, think and a full year membership? I think too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think uh, the BRZ FRS, basically the the eight the new eight six? Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to get their own series in NASA? Is that the <sighs> goal that they're trying to do? Is kind of like bring them in, build them up, and then give them a time attack series or something? You know, it's always hard to say what's going to be a good series because I feel like there's a difference between. Each PDE uh, groups and your um, wheel to wheel series. I feel that people who do wheel to wheel are going to go in a class that's got people in it and doing that. In terms of what the reasoning is for having um, the Toyota program, I think it's to bring more people in the HPDE to expand them. And then with NASA, at least. Um, it's always to convert HPDE people into road racers. And 
time trialers. So if that means they want to build a Supra for TT, awesome. But GT 86s, I, I just don't see them as becoming their own class because there's just not that many of those racing like wheel to wheel. Yeah. At the moment, possibly, right? Well, they have yeah. the 86 cup, right? Yeah, but that's, again, like a time trial it's series. It's a time trial, yeah. Yeah, and it's open to, like, if it's your first day, you get to compete in the GT. Yeah, and, and you know what? The car just might be a little bit too new for wheel-to-wheel right now. Maybe. I mean, it, it really depends because race cars are super expensive. Even if we look at the Golden Era Honda ones. Yeah. Like, in order to get a good running one with, like, a good engine, it it costs, like, money. Like, yeah. it's expensive. Even if you wanted to go cheaper route and go K-Series with the engine, the mounts, the ECU, the supporting hardware, all of that is expensive. So maybe it may seem like a GT86 or FRS, BRZ, whatever, um, might be expensive in the sense that it's like an eight or $10,000 car. But if you have to do all of that, and add in a cage to like a Golden Era Honda, you're going to be spending around the same. That's true. That's true. But yeah. Well, that's uh, that's NASA side of it, right? Yeah. But like I said, my original question, basically uh, you have your road racing going. I'm mm-hmm. assuming you're going to be doing some more lemons racing. Yeah. Is there any place still for the, S- the Silver SI? So the Silver SI is... It's been my goal to get that car at a sub two minute lap time at Buttonwillow. It, as far as I know, there's two people who who have done that previously, and one of them did it. I think he did a one fifty eight, in uh kind of like a moderately built. And um, of course, I'm saying that it's an eighth gen Civic Si with the stock engine. So obviously, there's people that put cams and stuff like that, but yeah. Not like the K24 swap, because once you go to K24, it's like, all right, you're doing a a bigger engine. It's got more torque, more power. That's not really, like, using that platform for... Yeah, yeah. So there's only two people that I know of that have done a sub-2. One of them who's, like, knocking at the door at a 201 with, like, just intake headers, exhaust, and, like, mild build in the tune. Um, but I, I think I can get there. I'm at a 207 right now, but that was on like old Maxxis RC1s and my rears were like six years old. So like <laughs> now I got the new Falcons, uh, from Steve from Falcon. So I got those and yeah, they, from what I hear, they're, they're kind of the shit. So I'm looking forward to that because they'll be running 255 fronts, uh, 235 rears, which is what I've been running. And I, I think I, those tires alone should be good two seconds. So we'll see. I'm guessing right. you're talking about the, the new ones that they came out with, right? Yeah, the, the, R- R- the, six, the 660s. 660s. Yeah. RT 660s. Awesome. Okay, so you're road racing now. Have you decided on a livery? Can we convince you here yes. on the Unaccepted yes. Pod yes. for a Natasha? Um, of course, I've always wanted, and I mean, it's a, the name of the car is uh, Project Bloomy. So for for people <laughs> who don't know, and this is something that I got like really sucked into when I first went to Japan, 
and this again more into i remember when tony first told me all this yeah (laughs) was um and i I don't know if i talked about it um when we uh did our first episode but there was uh like the crane games and the crane games over there they're like actual plushies you want to win plushies figures yeah like everything and i saw one where it was like this pink bear beating the crap out of this blonde haired little kid <laughs> and i was like what is this savageness right there and it's like oh that's gloomy bear and i'm like it's wild i'm like i want that so i want to have like a pink gloomy bear uh like off on the side of the car or something question what's up how much money did you spend on the crane machine for that figure or plush oh man dude in total i don't know just to win it oh like I got pretty good at him. Like, I could get, like, some, depending on which one it was. But did you actually get the Gloomy Bear? Oh, oh I got so many, bro. <laughs> I got so <laughs> many. I got pencil cases. How I got money, all the colors. How much I money even, did you lose knowing that the store next door was selling it for cheaper? Well, here's the thing. Some, uh, some, some parts, you can go to those stores where they sell the figurines from, like, people who win them really easily. Um... But I was studying abroad in uh, the area of Kyushu in the city of Fukuoka, which is really far from, like, mm-hmm. Tokyo and your downtown Akihabara and Harajuku areas where you could find, like, a lot of figurine stores. So there weren't that many places actually selling, like, the winds. So, like, yeah, I got a lot of gloomy I stuff. I made that mistake. <laughs> I, I got a lot of gloomy stuff. I even got the gloomy... Uh, like anything that was gloomy over there during the time that I was studying abroad, I was like, I'm on it. We're getting it. So, yeah. The reason why I asked that is because I made that mistake. I won supersonic with figures only to find out I could have bought them for cheaper <laughs> what I spent <laughs> the oh, next door. Man. Yeah. So this most recent time, right, right as uh, the Rona was hitting, like right as the Princess Cruise Liner was in Yokohama Bay when we were over there with my buddy Calvin and Ziegler. Um, we were uh, trying to get those Tomika cars. Mm. And, yeah, yeah. And they were in this little machine where it's like, you know that like game where you scoop some little things up and then it pushes and then it's supposed to push against uh, like this tower of cars and then they fall down? Dude, yeah. we were on it. I think my buddy Kelvin got like 60-something cars. It was like the Tomica ones. Like my buddy Kelvin came up. Like he ended up uh, being able to pay for the entire event, like the trip out to Japan with all the stuff we bought, like at Up Garage and Tomica cars. Oh wow! Yeah, I need another trip to Japan. We all do. I need my first one. <laughs> you haven't been? I have. I have no. actually. Oh man, I gotta go. Yeah, like that was one thing that. Um, since I studied abroad over there, like I got really good at figuring out how to do like 10 days for $1,500. That's not bad. That's really good. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's how much I did too. Yeah, that's but I, I mean, that's also like going to Kyushu. So including okay. the bullet train and traveling around like all of southern Japan. Uh, okay, so mine was just 1500 for hotel for 10 days and round trip flight. Yeah. And yeah, nice. and that's also including the flight. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that we did the trip with my buddies for I think it was eleven hundred total. Okay. Because we were sleeping in a van down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'd be down for that. <laughs> we need to do a, a podcast trip. 
Oh, that'd be sick. See if we can get a hold of somebody to let us do a track day mm. over there. Well, we went to um, a time attack over at Sakuba. Oh, that's cool. So that was pretty dope. Uh, and I got to meet one of the drivers that I follow. Her name's Arena. Yeah. And she was driving a RX-7, like a super built one. And it was like a trip because we got to walk the track. And I was like, oh, shit. That's this cool. is Sakuba. <laughs> I know... Uh, Scott has somebody who's uh, competing out there in Japan right now. Yes, he's he been shipping a ton of his uh, pure oil over there. Oh. So he has a client that's, I think he's probably ambassadoring the product out there. Oh, okay. And introducing it to all the drift guys out there. Mm. And uh, they're doing a, seems like the guy that he has out there is doing track days all the damn time over there. So that would be pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, the people in Japan are really, that do track days are really invested in it. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it seemed like it. Like, every time he posts, it's like, oh, they're back out there again. They're back out there yeah. again. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, and it's usually an older crowd, like uh, 30s and above, like older millennials that yeah. are that are tracking. Okay. Yeah. So, we're doing Gloomy Bear on your car. I'll help you, I'll help you make sure that happens. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you had to go with an anime character from a show... What would you do? Show or series? Or a series, show. yeah. Show or a series. And I think this is one, and I, I always, like, message you guys for whenever I see, like. Usually, uh, usually you, you message, what is this joke about? <laughs> I know this joke has to do with something. Another, another reason why I say it doesn't have to be show, because there's sometimes people that actually dedicate towards manga where they don't have anime. Oh, well. that's right. Not everything gets made into an anime. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, it's hard because, like, I like Gloomy and my fiancé likes Gloomy. So I can't put, like, something, like, I can't put, like, you know, what, like, a Ren or something in there to, because. <laughs> well, then for, like, for all intents and purposes, this is all hypothetical. Yeah. Because you're going Gloomy anyways. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetical, um, Caroline is not going to be driving the car. <sighs> I mean. If it was your sole decision. Only because I think it would trigger some uh some of the other racers. I would try and put like something from like uh like boys love uh uh characters or like something oh, from no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to like trigger some people. Oh, that oh, would be sick. No. <laughs> <laughs> that that I think just chartered into bad territory, Jaime. Come back. <laughs> Come back. It's better than lollies. <laughs> I, yeah yeah that's true yeah so i i think i would probably do that just to like trigger some people uh out there because it's an older crowd and the more i can get them <laughs> to be confused about what's going on just like have like two of them like embracing each other in the back oh, so no. that while i'm passing them they're just like what's going on what is that a dude have you seen that meme of the manga drawn bernie sanders oh yeah you could do something like that 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 would definitely trigger some people. That would be hilarious. Or, or like a, the, the manga style Bernie Sanders of him sitting on the chair, like yeah, <laughs> just on the side. Make it look like he's in the passenger seat, <laughs> just like all the way down. But oh, yeah, geez. no, there's that, or like I don't know, doing like a a, a communist like. Um, I don't know, like Ren or something, like right there saying like comrade or whatever, just to trigger more people. Wait, which character? So you'd want a troll. Yeah, a little bit of a troll. <laughs> Wait, which character? Uh, Ren's the only one that I I've seen like a lot of the um, I guess crane games and stuff like that. Rem? You mean like from Ray Zero? 
I think so. I don't blue know. Blue hair. Yeah, blue hair. There the we go. Neat outfit? Yeah. Well, I, they have yeah. like all kinds of outfits with her. Yeah. She's super everywhere when it yeah. comes to the figures. Yeah. Yeah, I think she is ranked number two on Discord Mude Bot. Who's ranked number one? <laughs> Trash Zero Two. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure that was the only other one I could see yeah. more commercialized. Mm. That are like Evangelion stuff or something like that. But uh, again, these are all like animes that I don't really follow or haven't really seen. So it's kind of hard. You could do Evangelion like you just said and just have a big ass logo on the side. Get in the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And um, we had you do our, I guess, uh, everyday car or of our sim. Oh, our yeah, that's right. Gear. That's right. <laughs> and I did a 201. <laughs> uh, I, I almost want to keep that one just to, just to have some other guests that I know that are going to come. Like John. I know John sims very actively. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to eventually when we get him on, he's going to jump on here and set a great time. Yeah. And I'd love to keep that 201 just to frustrate him. <laughs> well, it's now known because it's recorded. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, no, but I, I think the fair one is the 210 point. What, what is it up there? 4-2. Four 4-2. Two. Four two. I mean, I'll be honest. I suck at Sims. Uh, like, And you saw there, like, I, I struggled a lot. I think the, there was, like, maybe one Sims or two in laps. in general or just racing Sims? Racing Sims uh, and Sims in general, I'm not, like, that great at. So um, none of the nothing like the the dating sims games or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy, no, and no. he's still stuck in Nakihabara. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, like I don't know why. Um, and it wasn't until my buddy Jeff Jones, um, let me use his sim, which is the VR one. And dude, I swear, if you can handle the like Oculus thing, go for it. It is a thousand times better. Like. It, it it was so good that, like, it got me upset when I wasn't using it to drive. <laughs> like, when I was just using the regular screen, I'm like, dude, this is trash. And he's like, yeah, if I didn't have the Oculus one, I wouldn't even play this. Like, I... I Interesting. Like, he's like, it's not even the... Because he has it set to, like, the lowest graphics uh capability or whatever just yeah to get just so there's no lag or choppy choppy yeah, graphics exactly and well, dude that one, i think you need to upgrade your graphics card no yeah it really depends too on his internet connection that is true so if he has his graphics up really high but he doesn't have the internet connection to keep up with it it's gonna yeah, yeah that's so that's why he has it like really really low but dude like as i was driving it like specifically like button willow riverside that long sweeping corner like, I was able to look to the left as I was uh, turning to the right and kind of catch the car as I'm driving through there. And it's just so much better because you're able to look to the left, look to the right while th the car is still going straight. So you're able to, like, kind of set up for the corner. And, yeah. like, my visual it, it cues kind of are actually there. simulates, <clears throat> actually simulates a little bit better. Yeah, it actually gives the first-person view than just looking at a screen. And that's probably cheaper than doing the whole four three four screens honestly kind of i would get the cheapest freaking like computer screen just so that you can input whatever you're going to be doing and just get the oculus because the oculus is like 300 something bucks and if you compare that to buying three screens or yeah. whatever like the price just makes sense 
And this is coming from somebody who does not like Sims. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that one. I'd be down to try it with the VR. I would just need to stock up I on f- a... I feel like you'd get so sick doing that. That's what I was about to say. I would have to stock up on some motion sickness pills. Yeah, because I'll be honest. Like, when I was first doing it and getting used to catching the car, because he gave me an uh, EG6 Corolla or EG6 Civic, the sensation of turning and catching the car as I'm looking to the left while nothing is moving around me was kind of like it fucked with me a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh shit. This isn't right. Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, his setup is like really, really cost effective, I think. Because at that point, just like get some hydraulics in your chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I Honestly, after doing the Oculus one, because I did do... That one sim over in um, where where was it? It was like in downtown LA, close to the. Was it the Peterson's Museum? No, it was this one that has like the really, like, hyphy ones where it's like multi-screen. Oh, okay. It has mind. the tilting pedals with the reservoirs on each one, like the gas yeah. brake and the clutch. Yeah. And pedal-wise, it feels great, but I mean, I don't know. It's just like I was thinking of Peterson's Museum because supposedly they had some racist simulants in it. On a weekend that I was going to go check out. Oh, yeah. I've never been there, but I, I mean, I don't like simulators. I, I suck at them, but doing the Oculus one is almost pushing me to want to buy it. Nice. All right. And I'm cheap as fuck. So, like, <laughs> that tells you get the Oculus, get a Fanatech wheel, and yeah, definitely huge. Definitely. But you know what? For you not being good at Sims, you landed a second place spot. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of bummed. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> bummed uh, that it's second place. I feel like John from 91 Octane is going to come in here and smash on all of us. Um, and I, I feel Challenge like... Challenge has been issued. <laughs> I mean, it's more like I'm accepting the fact. <laughs> um, Step one, acceptance. Acceptance. So, yeah, like... Yeah, I'm bummed. That I got that 210. I wanted to go a little bit faster, but I just couldn't figure out the braking. Well, technically, yeah. you did have faster time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where the 201 did. He, Jaime went off four wheels off and decided to just go four wheeling. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the front I mean, straight, I kept, I kept going straight, and I just cut across into the I-5 section, and I'm just like. I-5. It's like, oh. Snap it, 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 it. It's counting my time. I'm like, I'm staying in it. <laughs> But yeah, no, the car handles really well. It's a good job on setting it up. It handles um, easy. Yeah, the goal for this thing was really just for fun. Yeah. Rip on the (laughs) the top gear thing, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of like it's the tofu car from Initial D Mm -hmm. and we wanted something for a local California track. Yeah, no, perfect setup. And it had to be easy enough for any beginner that doesn't race or maybe doesn't Mm -hmm. play Sims at all to get in and drive it. But fast enough for the better guys to get in trouble and yeah, have no, to handle it, the you, car better. You definitely did a great job with doing well, that. I think it's like it's the perfect little happy medium for everybody right exactly. there. Exactly. So but that Oculus thing sounds pretty fun. Dude. Like, that sounds do really it. cool. Do it. It's like worth it. I, I would say if there's a way for you to try it out first, to like play around to see if you get motion sick. Yeah. First. And then like pull the trigger because honestly, once I've done that, I'm like I'm I'm never gonna go to single screen. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna have to try it. 
Yeah. Especially now that I've been trying to like schedule a little bit of time to practice here and there now with the survive the 25. Yeah. Cause uh, I mean, so nationals for NASA is going to be held at Laguna Seca and it's a track I've never done. And this is, you know, last year they did a uh, Daytona over in Florida. So I want to get like some idea of where I want to be out on track and kind of figure it out with like a similarly prepped car and definitely helping Caroline as well, because if she can struggle a little bit less, then she'll be more comfortable and mm-hmm. she can handle it with the Oculus thing. Cause I know people get uh, motion sick. Yeah. It, so that's awesome. That's a, that's a good recommendation. I'm probably going to look into it, see if I can test it out and make sure I don't puke when I try. <laughs> yeah. The sensation of the car rotating and catching it, it's, it the it did mess with me. So I You'll tried. Finally, know what I felt. <coughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so I definitely jumped off before I started feeling a little queasy because I spent like about an hour on it, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stop because I still feel good, and I'm not gonna try yeah, to push yeah, it yeah. anymore. But I actually yeah. had to lay on the couch for 15 minutes. Oh boy. Oh yeah. No, this was on this. Oh. And he set that time up there. He he sat over here on it and. I think he got his 10 in. I'm pretty sure he got close to his 10 laps in, and that was it on the couch, and he fell asleep. We couldn't even record. I let him fall asleep, and I oh just boy. woke him up a little later. Hey, dude, we got to record. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, because I don't know if I did my full 10 laps because like, I called it. Uh, you called it one lap early? Oh, okay. I'll save that one for when you, John beats I was, me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you go to the 11, just do the, your one lap, and then do your 10 laps. Just the you know the one just to get on the track kind of yeah. thing, right? And when John does it, you have to disconnect the audio too so that he's at the same. <laughs> yeah, we had some de- technical difficulties. Oh, that's funny. All right, well, it's going to be a competition at this point now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, John's for sure going to win it. I'm, I'm for sure feeling that's going to happen. And um, I don't know if this counts as one of our guest traditions because not all of the guests do it. Hmm. But you took a bite from my dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. Like, even though he's, like, not that big, he's got some power. Like, I was nervous. And then, like, it was really, super. You didn't show it at all. <laughs> and it was, like, super disconcerting that, like, right as I'm getting ready for that, a black cat starts rubbing against my legs. And I'm like, really? Really? Are you getting this on the video as well? <laughs> like, the cat's going, like, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> I'm gonna roll up against you right now, but yeah, the cat is good luck. Uh, sure, that's one way. <laughs> my dog and the Ugaria. cat. My my dog and the cat go way back. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that was intense. Uh, it's something not everybody. I'm not gonna make everybody do that. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. it's intense. It's intense. Yeah, it's intense. <laughs> I think when we had Alex and Alex on, one of them was just like, nope, not fucking doing it. The other one actually had a, he had a bit of a uh, phobia of dogs. Oh, no so way. Just being around my dog seemed a little bit, a lot for him. <laughs> no, I you know, think, no, if I'm correct, I think it was a phobia specific for Belgium. I don't know. Well, German Shepherd. All right. It was German Shepherd that he was, but they look very similar. So Yeah, so you should have just like, as he was sitting here, opened the door, let the dog in, and just. Throw that sleeve on top of him. <laughs> Get him, like, super hyped. 
Yeah, yeah. No, he he gets hype for the toy. <laughs> yeah, but he's chill after. He's chill. I like how you call that sleeve a toy instead of like the last line of defense before your arm gets ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toy. It's a toy. I think you're the <laughs> one that thought of that at the moment. As I'm sitting there, I'm like, hey, how thick is this? <laughs> how much protection do I have on there? Because like like you said earlier, though, I, I trusted you and the fact that you've shown uh, videos of other people doing it. And, but, yeah, like, I was like, fuck, how, how thick yeah. is this? <laughs> oh, dude, my buddy's wife has even done it. Yeah. and It's intense. It is. It is. It's a different thing to see, uh, especially because he's pretty, Hey, which buddy's wife? Uh, my friend Raul. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. It, it's, it, he's a friend. He came over and uh, he took a bite. It was the funniest freaking thing ever because uh, he has two mm-hmm. two little girls around 8 to 11, 12. And um, as he's, when I sent the dog out and he caught him and the dog's, you know, he's biting or whatever, ripping his little girls in the background, jumping up and down like, yeah. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, no, it is intense because he does come at you pretty fucking hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I got dizzy from like, because you told me that when he comes. Well, you just had to catch him one time. You didn't have to keep spinning, but. Sometimes that's the easiest way to keep him from punching hard on you. Yeah, that's what I because he, he was like lunging more, and I'm yeah, like, oh, he I, will push you and push you towards a wall. Yeah, so I was like, oh, let me just keep getting him through. So I think that should count for my physical activity for Survivor the Twenty Five because <laughs> I got dizzy. I legit got dizzy. Did you smack him into the pole? What swinging him? Maybe one time I've, I have I have before. Hmm. Trying to remember. Yeah, no, I. That's kind of my game plan for Survivor 25. I know we're all kind of, uh, I know you and me are in the same boat as far as the exercise, not really doing a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. It, it's just that I get into, like, I when I work, it's just, like, mentally exhausting. So when I get back home, I just want to, like, unplug and not, like, do anything. Yeah, so, that's basically me. My, my work is very... Uh, mentally yeah it's mentally exhausting it's basically puzzles all day long you know what i mean trying to figure stuff out yeah and for me like i'm literally just reading medical um descriptors and coding stuff so then when it comes to like all right now read this book about uh technical stuff for uh automotive sites i'm like oh god damn it (laughs) and then you just find me in my room with hot cheetos (laughs) right and then I send you guys like, hey, what, what's this going on? What, what, what's, what's, the, the, what's, what's the reference? What's, what's the, the reference? <laughs> what's going on with Truck Coon here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to keep posting those little obscure anime memes that nobody's going to Go understand. <laughs> All right. So, Jaime, final sale on the Race FF pod. Well, you know, if you're trying to... You know, if you're interested in kind of like the build process and having something that's actually like transparent about what goes right and what goes wrong, um, then yeah, listen to the Race FF pod. And, you know, I've had a um, really good ho- uh, host, um, really good um, guest on like Adam Jabay from Grid Life, uh, Carlos, who's our current uh, national or regional champ. And just like all kinds of other people who have really unique perspectives and are all very passionate about uh, road racing involving uh, front wheel drive stuff. So if you like that, 
Go ahead. Awesome. That is a great sale. And if, um, you know, you'd like to save money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about it last week. We have our first oh, supporter the of the show. TFT. And that's TFT Performante. Yeah. Um, he's offering discounts for oil. I know VTech Club uses their oil a lot. Uh-huh. He's uh, partners as an official dealer for Pure Oil. Okay. And Pure Oil is expensive, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So... Scott will hook us, you, and all our listeners with a discount on Pure Oil. Any parts he has, a, um, um, he gets from his sailors. He's getting more and more licenses to be uh, official dealers for all kinds of parts. And him teamed up with uh, Eleven Motorsports and mm. Element Six. They got shop tire changing, engine rebuilds, everything going on over there now. Wraps as well. In wraps from Element Six Design. So be sure to follow TFT Performante. And shoot, save yourself some money. Just tell them you're a listener to the show. And like we said, we're working on getting the website and a discount code officially from the show. For mm-hmm. right now, just send them a message and tell them you're from us. Awesome. With that, Manny, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find us? Yes. You can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Unaccepted Pod. And we do have a website, unacceptedpod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you want to send us an unaccepted rev or have any questions, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs>